Welcome to What the Fit, a podcast about what it means to be fit, whatever the fuck that means. I'm your host, Chrissy Grody, and I'm helping to share the stories of cool people doing cool shit from fitness trainers to wellness coaches, entrepreneurs, and entertainers. We'll hear the behind the scenes journey, all the different ways we can take care of ourselves. And of course, we'll answer and explore the big question of what does being fit mean to you? My guests today are here to talk about Power to Pursue, a one-day women's empowerment and entrepreneurial summit welcoming entrepreneurs at all stages of the journey. Retreat with us to a day spent witnessing speakers, panelists, and fireside chats that fill your soul. Leave with energetic magic, community, and tools to support the dream you are in the process of manifesting. Please welcome founder Rachel DeRocher and co-founder Whitney Ellison. Hi. Hey. Hello. Welcome, ladies. Thank you so much, Thanks. Chrissy, for having us. Oh, my God. Of course. I'm really excited about this, not only <laughs> to hear more about Power to Pursue, but also just because I know after an hour-long conversation with both of you, I'm just going to walk away immediately feeling better, like no matter what we talk about. This is a great way to end our Monday. I have to say that. Like, I'm really grateful to be on this couch right now. Oh, yeah. We're just going to get comfy and settle in and hear all about the, like, incredible work you guys have been doing. There's there's magic happening over here for sure that you're able to pull (laughs) something like this off, this large scale of event for the first time. It's pretty intense, right? I mean, I think, one, I think it speaks to where we're at from a region and a community. We were ready for this. Oh, yeah. Um, And this was actually Mm -hmm. pre-pandemic. I kind of had had that idea that there we needed something here regionally. You know, there's, I'm an entrepreneur and I kind of live in a different, few different spaces and I also work closely with a lot of corporate partners, right? And so like, to me, I consistently, you have to know somebody who knows somebody to know somebody, right? Right. And there, it doesn't have to be that way, but we have to do work to shift how we're doing our networking and how we're doing our, you know, team building or any of that kind of stuff. And so can we build something that has a larger vision and a more welcoming vision, um, you know, the way that I've been kind of saying it is bridging the gaps between some of these groups. So even in like entrepreneurship, but even in our corporate partner, bridging the gaps Mm. or just, you know, even Chrissy for you, expanding the women that you're introduced to into your bubble, right? Totally. So like, and the women that are showing up, they're like, oh, it can be done this way. Like we can show up who we are, how we are, and it's enough. Mm. You know, Rach, I, I'd like to add too, though, the the seed was planted in, in late 2019, but I'm really glad it's happening now because the four of us, along with every other person that's gone through the past two years, has experienced such life-shifting things. Um, 
I, I think that the, the things that we've all gone through, the trials, tribulations, mm. opportunities, and learnings, is going to help make this event 10 times what right. it would have been. Right. Like if you had we to had go done through it. Yeah. the bullshit to exactly. make it better. Yeah. Um, I mean, we are, we are very focused on things like making sure that our speakers are beautifully diverse. You're mm-hmm. going to hear from voices that are local all the way to people that have a, an international voice. Yeah. Um, we're going to hear from people from all over the place. Um, you know, I, I just feel like the thought we've put into this wouldn't have been nearly as thorough or full of like our maximum hearts yeah. if if we hadn't been through what we've been through. Oh, yeah, for sure. I've said that multiple times. The best thing that ever happened to Power to Pursue was the pandemic because all of a sudden we, no matter where, we all had something in common. It didn't matter if we were mothers. It didn't matter if we were entrepreneurs. It didn't matter if it was an equalizer. It was. (laughs) All of a sudden we had this grief in common. And, you know, I've been on my own grief journey these last couple years and it's one of the most profound emotions if we allow it to come in. So all of a sudden if we look at that even go, wow, we're going to gather over 500 women who have gone through something that caused a lot of grief and suffering, mm-hmm. and we're going to come together and we're going to celebrate the hell out of that on May 20th. Yeah. Right? Amazing. And we're going to say, we're still here. We're still here. We're stronger. Mm-hmm. We're wiser. Mm-hmm. Right? We are, we are ready for mm-hmm. one another. And that's, yeah. I, like I have goosebumps right now because yeah. it's, that's what it is for me. Yeah. yeah. I've had this kind of like mantra or... Uh, I don't know, kind of like vision in my head of like getting hit by a train and like getting right back up and staying in front of the next train that's going to come again. <laughs> like that, like in right. my mind is like, hit me again right. with the train. Thank you, sir. Can hit I have another? With the, with the train. <laughs> All right, I'm going to get back. There's another train coming. Hit me again. Yep, yep. <laughs> no pressure. No pressure. We got gotcha. Just the thought of like getting back up. It's right. And getting just, back up. Just getting back up. Well, getting the, back up. the law of polarity says that opposite ends of the pole have an equal amount of energy. Well, if that's true, you take grief. The opposite of grief is joy. This whole day is going to be joy. We're going to take that energy and we're going to transform it because it's time. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's great. Before we get a little bit deeper into the summit itself, quick background, Rachel, for those who maybe are just turning in. I know you've been on a couple times. We've talked about head to heart. We know you're a serial entrepreneur. You've shared your story, but just a quick little, and I want to save a lot of time for Whitney because I haven't yet heard Whitney's story. And and she's got such a good one. And I really want to get into it. I think the thing I'm most excited about that I want to share with you guys is our new website is live. And we have been working on this for over a year. But the one thing that I hear the most consistent is who are you and what the hell do you do? Because Mm. I have so many tentacles. And so now you can go to thegratitudecollective.org and it is a one stop where it talks about Grateful Grams and it talks talks about Incubator Kitchen Collective and it talks about my head to heart and it also talks about Power to Pursue. It's everything in one space finally. Yeah. Um, And I'm just still out here doing... Doing my thing. A hell of a so, lot of stuff. It's all good. And I'm grateful to be in these company of this woman. I'm so grateful for Whitney. Whitney and I have been in each other's orbits for a few years now. And yeah. How did you two over meet? Over a decade. How did you two meet? Over a decade. Or no, no. We're like, pushing it's been 10 a couple, years. It's, it's been, been a couple been, years. Yeah. We're, yeah 2013. Just almost. Yeah. 2013. Whitney worked for local. Well, you can tell the story. Well, I, ha- I have this pattern where if I see somebody that piques my interest... I will seek them out until they become my friend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's either I love that. it's either that or I don't like them. And then you I like also real, you like meet the hero syndrome where you're like, oh. right. well, I don't I don't like them. And I'm like, 
now I've got to be friends with them mm. because I'm, that's my challenge. So mm. it's one of the two. That's how I collect friends. It's, you know, whatever it is. So anyway, Rachel, um, I had just had my first kid, was pregnant with my second kid, and saw an article about Rachel making graham crackers with a baby strapped to her back. And I was working for a label manufacturer selling um, labels for consumer packaged goods. And um, I thought, well, this lady looks pretty cool. Um, And so under the guise of soliciting her business, I went and met with her. And she, let me tell you, like... Her little teeny tiny farmer's market graham cracker business was a hard, hard win for me. She was not just like, here, let me order my... But in the meantime, it didn't even matter because I really didn't care. We became friends. We started texting and then... Um, just really became you friends and I bagged her. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> that's how that works. <laughs> We've been together ever since. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, oh, I love that story. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Whitney, what, talk about what do you do? Oh. How did you come to do what you do? All of the different things. Yeah. So, um, I guess context would be, um, as a kid, my dad was an engineer and I moved about every two years. Mm. So like nine different schools, another country, like mo- lots of moving. So translate that pattern of shifting every two years into my career. Mm. Um, that's basically, I've been a constant seeker, very restless. Um, two years after I graduated from the University of Oklahoma, Boomer Sooner. Oh, wow. Um, first, first one... On first the show, sooner. probably, yeah. uh, probably yeah. the first sooner. It wouldn't surprise <laughs> me. Um, so anyway, after graduating with an English degree, which was great because I love reading, mm-hmm. um, wasn't so great for the job market. Yep. Um, a couple years after I, I started, I went to law school at the University of Cincinnati. I picked UC because it was an hour from where my parents were living in Oxford. And then mm. during my first year of law school, they moved to Phoenix. Okay. So it was, was just really like, helpful. you know what? Forget you guys. Yep. Yep. I'm going to go ahead and just plant my roots. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, graduated in 08 with a really awesome class of Bearcats. And then um, started practicing downtown. I was lucky to find a job because it was the recession. Oh, yeah. And um, worked for a small practice doing personal injury, social security, and workers' compensation plaintiffs' work. It's what I would call a very character-building experience. Okay. And uh, lots of litigation. And then um, decided that that wasn't the path I wanted to be on. And there wasn't really anything available in the legal field at the time because of the economy. So in 2010, I left the practice of law, Mm. went into corporate sales. As I said earlier, worked for um, a company in Newport called Steinhauser, a woman-owned label manufacturer for a few years, then um, and also a company called Graphic Packaging International. That was about a block of four years. And then I worked for P&G for um, almost three years, moved to Boise, Idaho, sold baby care for them, for the Albertson Safeway team. That yeah. was really fun. Um, had little babies, so yeah. I really knew the target demographic. <laughs> like, I can sell this. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. I got this, guys. Yeah. Did very well and then requested a transfer back to Cincinnati because this is home. My husband's an architect, and we were getting ready to build a house. Mm. And so we live in uh, Fort Thomas, Kentucky, and okay. we have a really cool house. And um, ended up leaving Proctor because my family was growing, and the demands of the job was exceeding my ability to give time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Went back to that woman-owned manufacturer, Steinhauser, for a couple of years um, as vice president of sales. And we grew the company. Um, they're actually 
I said, you'll grow two times your size in five years. And we put together a plan, made a big capital investment, hired an executive team. And by 2020, their sales were up 50 plus percent. Awesome. And then by 2020, I had had my third child um, and I had decided that I was um, no longer capable of working full time with all that I had on my plate at home. So I went down to 30 hours a week and then um, as a salesperson, um, relinquished that title. It didn't even really phase me at that point because I was breaking. Mm-hmm. And um, then the pandemic hit and then I just snapped. Mm-hmm. And it was just sure. like, I'm homeschooling two kids. I have a six-month-old baby. Oh we literally were moving into our new home two weeks after we all went into quarantine. Oh. We had to wait for the permits Close on our old house. I mean, it was very. It's, it's, I see you visibly yeah, feeling no, I'm uncomfortable. Like, I'm uncomfortable here. I, I can have like, hand yeah, yeah. So I can like now talk about it fluidly without like having to pause and catch my breath. Um, but I had a great conversation with the CEO of Steinhauser and just told her, I, I think I've got a shift. Yeah. Something has got to right, change. Right, right. Yeah. And so I ended up winding down my job there and going into my own entrepreneurship. Um, and this was all coinciding with when Rachel introduced me to Stevie and Kyla, the Power to Pursue team, which ended up being a life support line of text messages for a year and a half, right? Oh, wow. And um, I did. I do a little bit of executive coaching, but it's very under the radar. Uh-huh. Um, Just kind of a set, like yes. if the opportunity is right, right. the timing's right. Exactly. The, if I find the, if the perfect client finds me. Yeah. Okay. And that's really, and I don't really market that, but um, I have experience with the Enneagram, which I was doing a lot of public stuff with that. And now I've dialed it back because there's so many amazing people in this area. And again, I have three kids and I also am an attorney. <laughs> I went back to law practice. But the beautiful thing was um, when I left the law practice, I didn't think there was space for me in what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And when I went back, there was space for me in the area that I wanted to be in. Oh, wow. And so to give it some time, I had to give it time and the timing had to be right. It had to be a fit. It's a really beautiful thing. I work for a woman owned, uh, woman run law practice in Madeira. We specialize in estate planning, probate, and then we have an attorney that does family law. Mm. Um, And she's actually running for judge in Butler County for domestic relations court. So if you live in Butler County and you're listening, consider voting for Tina Barrett for, uh, uh, domestic Relations Corp. Um, so Ellen Keller is and Tina Barrett are the partners, and I do all the probate work, so I help people with estate administration if somebody mm. loses a loved one. Yeah. Um, I love that work because um, I love helping people through that process. Guardianships, adoptions, name changes. Oh, these are like the heavy stuff yeah. that you need a lawyer for. Yeah. These are like a heavy emotional time right. where you need a lawyer. And so I found that my coaching experience, my experience with a whole slew of customers ranging from corporate to personal injury, workers' comp, social security, all that has built together to really help me be good at what I do. And I finally feel like I've landed. Mm -hmm. And I don't feel like in two years I have to shift again. And that just feels pretty great. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Yeah, I bet. So that's that's me as quickly as I can share No, that's great. (laughs) That is a really interesting career story to go from law to sales motherhood, entrepreneurship, back to law. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. 
What, um, and this is just selfishly because I'm interested in the Enneagram because yeah. I just finally got I'm a seven. Successfully oh, is that matched. the sevenest thing a seven could do? She can't even hold it in. What? So <laughs> the seven is the enthusiast? Yes. Or is that what yep. it's called? Or the epicure. The enthusiast or the epicure. <laughs> Obviously. That's Chrissy. perfect for you. So you knew like it was like an easy for you to decide. So, or not decide, but so get mad. So it was funny. Typed. Yeah. I... I'd actually, my dad was really into Enneagram, so like I grew up with it, and I was always like, it was always like, oh, sure, whatever, dad, right? Yeah. And Whitney actually developed a super amazing course and came and led a grateful gathering for me and some women. And that was like the first time I think I personally had really dived in. I had taken a bunch of online tests, sure, like 35 of them. I'm yeah. not crazy at all. Uh-huh. Um, and they all said that I was two and I was like, I am not a two. Mm. And then when we were doing, I was like, Oh, this girl is a seven all day long, every yeah, day, uh-huh, in uh-huh. every way. She said, "She said, Whitney, because I, I, I am very strong about I don't type people. It's really not okay to be typing people. It's a very personal thing uh-huh. because it's what motivates you. So your behavior may not reflect right. what your type is. And I'm not a huge fan of tests. They yeah. run anywhere from 54 to like 80% accurate. Yeah. Even the... the um, Oh, I can't think of the name of it. The big one that everybody takes, mm-hmm. uh, Hudson, Rizzo, mm. Rizzo Hudson. Um, so I'm not a huge fan of tests unless you're just looking for context. I think you got to do the work a little bit and understand the tool. Mm-hmm. So Rachel came up to me afterward and she was like, oh my God, I think I'm a seven. And I was like, yes. <laughs> Says the eight. Yeah. Yes, you are. <laughs> oh, you're an eight. I, yeah. So I didn't type her, but I did wholeheartedly agree uh-huh. when it locked. <laughs> so yeah. tell us about yeah. the eight, the active controller. Yes. The control- well, it's, it? it's the, the protector. I'm going through some work right now. The protector, it. the challenger, the boss. Okay. Um, so the eight females get the worst reputation. We're often like coded as a bitch, mm. especially in the workplace. Like because aggressive. Con- we're assorted. unapologetically direct. Yes. Yeah. And and sometimes that can be labeled as aggressive, which I take kind of, I, I disagree with because like if you put that behavior on a man, it would just be normal. Sure. So yes. great leader. Yeah. Great at business. So, yeah. so um, now having said that, when an eight's in a shadow space, they can be very bullish. They're mm. not bullies because they're constantly protecting the underdog, mm. but they're certainly not afraid of conflict. Mm. Uh, one myth about the eights is that they like conflict. I would venture to say that eights in a shadow space might act like they like it, but it's not that they like it. It's that they are not afraid of it. Mm. They'll, they'll, it'll happen if it needs to happen. Right. They're not going to like shy away from it. Exactly. Yeah. And then after it's done, the eight pretty much walks away done with that business and back to normal and everybody else or bodies in their wake, mm. right? So the best thing an eight can do is really um, uncover the emotions that they build up a wall in front of right. um, and allow those to flow through, which is the great work of the eight, especially yeah. that heart space. Yeah. Um, because when they do that, they tend to learn how to communicate, maintaining their directness, but developing the art of empathy mm. so that their delivery is a lot um, softer. Yeah but it still gets the point across. And that actually can be a good teaching mechanism for folks that have a hard time with conflict mm. when used right. Mm-hmm. So I, I love my eightness um, and I love that I've broken down a lot of that need to control and yeah. let go of it because yeah. um, yeah. anger is my go-to um, emotion and that can be very prohibitive of 
um, having a satisfactory, happy, right. content Connection. life. Yeah. yeah, she's so good. It's a yeah. it's a shield. It's a shield to right. um, what I'm really feeling. Yep. Anger is only for all you eights out there. Your anger is only really legit anger, probably about ten to fifteen percent of the time. The right. rest of the time, it's masking something. Oh yeah, it's masking your pain, your shame. Yep, sadness. Yes, whatever. It whatever is. it is. So mm-hmm. think about that. You know, um, just like you know, I think. You had mentioned your type uh, oh, yeah. when we chatted the yep. other day. Tell me. I'm a three. Okay. I was very resistant. I didn't want to be a three. I didn't think that I actually was. I wanted to be a four. Mm-hmm. And Everybody either wants to be a four or a seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be a four. Um, but I... And I and I didn't um, initially really vibe with this like competitor or like... Oh, like Achiever, yes, but like the competition thing, I was like really getting stuck on. I was like, I don't care if I'm better than people. Like, I really don't. But the more I, I was talking to, um, do you guys know Allie Treby? She does so. acupuncture, um, is probably like what she's okay. most known for, but she's getting really into the Enneagram now yeah. and, and wants to like coach and things like that. So she was like, Can I use you as a guinea pig? And I was like, Absolutely, please. Like, any help, I will absolutely take it. Um, and so we had like a whole session and she really kind of helped me to understand these kind of like the motivating mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. And um one like pretty big breakthrough that I had when we were chatting was I f- we were talking about um so so threes right will tend to feel like I, they're not worthy of love unless they are like achieving or you know doing something being productive and I was like no no like I mean I know that like my family will like love me no matter what, but I'm like, and then I just like had this thought of like, like if I didn't do all that I did, then I would just be like normal. And like, what, why, why would anyone like love me if I wasn't like doing all the things that I'm doing? And then like, I was like saying it out loud and Allie's just like, "Mm -hmm, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, got it. And I was like this feeling of like, oh yeah, I really feel like I'm not, worthy of love you take like all my achievements and everything that I do and even this like which we talked about in head to heart right exactly like maybe I just need to hear it 20,000 times in a different way we all do and then one day all of a sudden it clicks right Mm -hmm. and then you go wow right we have to remember progress is an hour Mm -hmm. yeah yeah progress is one minute right like and then all of a sudden it's 24 hours and then it's seven days and that right like yeah just that that's so tender. We, it, right. we have this like ability I think that, or want to like rush and it be right. Like yeah, absolutely. No, just, I'm like, well, I know oh. what it is, so it's done. Right. Yeah. And I think that's <laughs> that's um, why sometimes the the casualness of the enneagram. Um, I feel like when when it's a, a casual engagement, it people miss out on the full value mm-hmm. of it. Yeah. The Enneagram is such a powerful tool and that's all it is. It's a tool. It's a right. stepping stone. Like it dismantles the survival defense mechanisms yep. that we developed as children when that thing yeah. happened to us. Right. It could be something so arbitrarily like perceived, but that affected us so deeply because our minds are so childlike right. that we're just processing survival of something that could seem really big to us and mm-hmm. really small to others. Yeah. It and doesn't so have to be this big traumatic it, thing. It, it doesn't. doesn't. It yeah. can and it may and it may not. Yeah. But the point is, is that once you identify the motivation, you identify the occasion in, in which 
like that got triggered Mm -hmm. and you understand your stance, um, you know, are you aggressive? Are you withdrawing? Are you dependent? You know, Mm -hmm. once you can identify and separate those things, everything starts to make sense. And what what we have to be careful of with the Enneagram is not over-identifying with our type, Mm -hmm. but just understanding all the types that we have, all the types within us, that one of them is primary. Mm -hmm. And then working on being mindful about our emotional responses based on that information. And it doesn't happen overnight. It's an mm-hmm. awareness. It's a yep. self-awareness. Yep. And it takes time. And then when you once you get past it, here's the wild thing. You don't really need it anymore. Mm. You've developed that self-awareness. You know... But but you start untethering yourself from the need to identify with the type and moving forward into integration of all of it, and yeah. that's really exciting. It's and no that's kind of the goal. To be an asshole, right? Yeah, like, that's, that's one, one of my of the rules, things right? that we've like talked about. Is like just because you know you're this doesn't mean that you get to go. It it's doesn't like just all of a sudden be like right. how well, I am. I'm an eight, and eights yeah. are just this way. Right. So like, get right. over it, yeah. right? right? No, and and Whitney, I in my opinion of you, you've you have embodied it and you've you've sunk in so deep with it and you said teach me and you've used it in the way right because if you think enneagram's been around it's biblical right it's like, like it's yeah. it's a right i mean it's an old old tool i want to say like 4000 years right. like pre biblical it's it's pretty right and i mean it i talked to my dad a lot about it he's been studying it what for over 25 years probably and like he's like we're all the numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. And, and two, like, just really, mm-hmm. like, what you're saying is, how are you using it as a tool mm-hmm. to become your best self? Yeah. yeah. Because again, what if we're collecting all these tools in our toolbox? Exercise, Enneagram, gratitude practice, right? right. Those are three wheelhouses here. Yep. Well, if we're not using them, they're not helpful, right? Or if we're overusing them, mm-hmm. yep, right? Like yep. we also don't have to suffer mm-hmm. through. So some of those tools you have to dance with. Yeah, oh, sometimes yeah. you can oversaturate. Right? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm a little like I started therapy recently, and then I also kind of at the same time I'm doing this like enneagram coaching, and it just feels like lately I'm like I kind of think I need a break mm-hmm. yeah. from like thinking about myself. And like trying to understand mm-hmm. what, like, I just think you I need a little you, break. You can't keep taking it in. Like the hammer's no good if you don't pick up the hammer. Yeah. Right. And so if we're just collecting tools, which we are very great um, spiritual consumers, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. we love it. We're like, oh, give me another self-help book, yeah. please. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, quote, my if Instagram you're not, is just full of fucking, I'm like, and if I got to If there's no stuff, action, right? I'm right? With you. You're just a serial yeah. collector. Yeah. And so sometimes you have to cancel the meeting and go for the walk uh, right like or you gotta, just like read some fucking fiction yeah yes. right yeah. like a, i went on like a get a really bender. good light reader like and just absorb it i think i read 42 murder books yeah. in 2020 yeah like yeah. i was like no self-help nothing right i'm gonna practice Same. what i preach like and just i just sat that intention of like mm-hmm. in 2020 i want to embody all the spiritual tools i've collected yeah because yeah. it's all here the right. tools aren't anything unless I have myself. Right. It's right? it's almost like if I use the analogy of like working out, like, yes, the action of like your one hour workout is 
great, but you then need the rest period is like where the actual magic is happening, where you're building muscle or burning fat or whatever it is. Like that small hour workout is like really just the tip of the iceberg to the rest of it. Where I'm just like, I cannot see like one more thing about like a secure attachment style in a relationship or like Mm -hmm. an anxious avoid it. Right. Or like I, like I'm, I just can't. Am I an extrovert, an introvert, an introvert, an extrovert? I I think I just listened to like the first podcast in two or three years, like just over the last couple weeks. Like I just, no, I, I couldn't keep, we can't keep consume as we're creating an mm -hmm. event for you to come consume. Yeah. But like, but it's true. And, and, and I bring, and we'll talk even through this at power to pursue because even with power to pursue, you know, we had an event and I really loved what Michelle, who's our creative designer, said. She goes, This is like the anti networking mm-hmm. thing, right? Because oh, yeah. she, like, I heard her say I that. want we want you to come and receive. So like this ties into what we're just talking about, yeah. right? Going, all we're doing is consuming, pushing, wanting, seeking. What if we just sat still for a minute? Mm-hmm. And what if we embodied our own greatness? And what if we sat next to somebody who is embodying their own greatness? And then what if we allowed ourselves to receive mm-hmm. and activate do anything, all to do. the stuff that you've been working right. towards yeah. and for for years? Right. Right? Like, and I know the women putting this thing on have the ability to hold that energy mm-hmm. that day. There's mm-hmm. the... Mm-hmm. Like, well, it's just so much less prescriptive and so much more story. Yeah. And that's I kind of that. what we're we're focused on is... It's the vulnerable. Can, can we talk about experiences? Can we go into concepts as applied to the lives of the women on the stage? Yep. You know, and and that's the shift. It's right. not... Here's a a list of what anecdotal to do if you want to five points. Take your business further. Yeah, solution. You know? Yeah, here's, a, right? here's another checklist. Yeah, this is like very much divine feminine gathering. Here's what to you do know? for your social media. And, right, and it's yeah. funny because like I was even I've been talking to a lot of women in that corporate space, and they're like, "Well, tell us what we get." Right, mm. and one of the things that we've kind of and it is it is an entrepreneurial and intrapreneurial. Mm-hmm. So right like we've been working with that word because we actually have great corporate partners who really support those entrepreneurial driven employees that they have. Yeah, that's like one of the But what about the culture statements of our work? mom? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or what about the single woman who's not married and doesn't have a ki- any kids? That's the difference here. We we're I really think that we've said hold on a second. We want this day for women who are ready for it to be done differently. Yeah. Right? This idea that the system of chase and the system of sacrifice set and setting. Yeah. Right? But we don't have to continue doing it that way. Yeah. And so what if we gathered and said, we're going to share our best selves with you. We just want you to come up and be your best self that day. And like, just be seen. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Allow, allow somebody to like see you mm-hmm. and know that all of you that every day, but like you're enough. However you walk in that day is going to be enough. Yeah. And what if you allowed us to love you for who you are and for your ability to show up as who you are and forget the titles for eight hours, mm-hmm. forget that role for eight hours. Right. I'm over here sitting like, well, who am I without that stuff? Right. Do I know? And you're, you know, that's a great conversation to have, right? It's very existential. Yeah. It's very important. You're a really incredible woman who has a gift and a purpose, mm-hmm. just like 
the other women that we're all going to be surrounded that yeah. day. We don't need to know. We just need to trust that, like, our own enoughness, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and Miss Three, you were right. born worthy inherently, right? <laughs> like, know. start working on telling yourself <laughs> I that. I know, but I'm like, but but how? Like, I'll just yeah. be like, I, but... but it, so I'm going to explain this real quick. <laughs> if you're born into a situation where you're a little baby and you're fortunate enough to be in the hands of adults or, or parents that can and do care for you, which one would hope that's more universal than not, but mm-hmm. we are in a world where we have both sides of the pole. Yep. You don't just get set down and have to figure out how to survive all by yourself, do you? The ones that survive... And, and most of the people born into this world, thankfully, you know, more often than not do, survive because they receive what they need. And we are not capable of receiving what we need by ourselves when we're born, are we? Mm-hmm. But no. we're worth being cared for and receiving that, which we need to grow and survive, and it is provided for us. And that is how you are born worthy. And all it is, is we've had the world telling us since the time we could start processing information into our brain and how to survive, that we need more than what we actually do Mm. to be worthy. And we don't. Right. And so when you think about doing that work, because you're a heart-driven type, Mm -hmm. shame is the thing that pulls you away and makes you question your Mm self-worth, you were born receiving so you continually are designed to receive whether you do anything or not. Yeah. No big deal. No big deal. But, and that, I know. <laughs> and then I, like, I will, when I'm like, okay, well, and maybe, you know, you can like take a chill pill for a second or like you can like lean into that. But I'm like, but then what if I just like become lazy? And I don't like get off the couch ever what? again. Lazy is a wonderful thing. Chrissy, what if? <laughs> I know. I love. Right? What, then, right. Then yeah, like, what if? The art of flopping. I cannot recommend it enough. <laughs> if you ever want to be inspired to nap more, you should follow Whitney Ellison <laughs> yeah. on Instagram. I, I'm no, really follow the nap ministry. I can't take credit for that, but follow the nap ministry. And I'm a big proponent of napping, yes. Yes, I am. But that's partly because I've been sleep deprived. Yeah, that's true. By She's my gaggle of children. I'm doing I'm taking way more naps lately. Good for I, you. I, I I it's good for you. Absolutely. Like, I don't I have, like naps and I've napped four times in the last few weeks. I'm very proud of you for that. I, I'm very proud of myself yeah. too. Thank you very much for acknowledging mm-hmm. and seeing I've, me. I've said a couple times l- lately where I I've almost now feel like I I don't have a choice. Like whatever yeah. is like happening or going on with me right now, it's almost just like no, you, you're we're done. You're exhausted. I'm exhausted. Emo- I'm just emotionally yeah. exhausted. Acknowledge it. Your Absolutely. body is begging you to just be still. And mm-hmm. trust me, you ain't missing out on nothing, nothing. that wasn't meant for you. No, you're right. It'll be there. So it will you're be right. there. And, and you'll would... be better to receive it if yeah. you're rested. Yeah. And the right thing comes. You're not trying to make. The yeah. thing that's there fits. Mm. <laughs> Which <laughs> I think that takes all been a lot caught. of energy. That's a hamster wheel from hell. Yeah. And I've been caught in it. And I think a lot of us have. I think it's that a lot of the women coming to this event have. Mm-hmm. Because we just won't sit our asses down and exhale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And, and that's okay. Like, we, that's what we've been taught. So we just have to unlearn a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Practice, practice, practice. Right. Conversations so let's like create these. it, right? So let's create and, and model mm-hmm. what unlearning mm-hmm. looks like. Let's 
what is it that we're right? right? So, I mean, I think that's the thing is, yeah. Yeah. We created a business conference through the lens of love. That's what yeah. it is. Like mm-hmm. there's no, right. Like that's it. I, 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 ah. And it seems like it's so like, of course, like, of course that's what right. we would need to do to be successful. Like if that's what we need to do to be successful in every other area of our lives with our relationships yeah. and our, our friendships, whatever, then like, why wouldn't we show that show up that way mm-hmm. in the way that we work too? Yeah. Why would that be different? Oh, and it's I, that masculine and feminine, right? Yeah. It I mean, is. That's that whole, it, the way that I explain masculine and feminine is right. Like the balance between soft and strong. Mm-hmm. And we both, we, I, as a woman hold both energies. We all do. Yeah, right. right. And, and there's this really beautiful balance between the two, in my opinion. And I think we've all had interactions with very masculine women mm-hmm. and we've had interactions with very feminine women mm-hmm. and both have left uh, taste in our mouth. Right. Yeah. You're like, wait a minute. Wait, well, does it ha- I don't want to be yelled at. That's or- that's what's been so great though about your mix of founders that yes. I think's provided this balance because Agreed. I think you well, and let's I talk about the founders. Oh yeah, yeah. you too, and then yeah, yeah. So Kyla Woods and then Stevie Carr. Yep. Um, and we, what Rachel did, I, I like to joke that we're like the women from the craft. <laughs> I knew that you were going to make that reference like, before it even came out yeah, of your mouth. So I, I just it was just it. like a manifestation of my high school days That's and wanting so to be one of those um, witchy yep. badasses. Yep, 100%. So, yep. But there's a softness in a few of us and a strong like femininity that has taught the ones of us, and I, I will throw myself out there, that tend to have a more masculine um behavior, you know, or, or, um, stance. Mm. And, um, I guess that, that would go along with the idea of aggression, Mm. you know, not in a way that is uh, negative, but just in the way that we come at the world, right? Yeah. And so it's been a great balance. We've taught each other a lot. I think I've helped push, I've helped push, a few things on like, no, you need to go talk this out. You have a conflict, like, let's do this. I've brought up conflicts Mm -hmm. and, you know, like put up my dukes when I shouldn't have and learned like, no, like I should, I apologize. I'm humbled. Um, I've learned from um, Kyla's a really wonderful person to ask really great questions instead of just being impulsive. Mm. Um, And that's been a really good learning. She's, you know, she really is so thoughtful about the approach to things and asks the things that maybe Rachel and I, who are fast movers and thinkers, won't slow down to think. And Stevie as well. She's Mm -hmm. got a very soft touch where I'm dropping the F-bomb right and left. Whenever she actually does, it just brings me so much joy Mm -hmm. because it's just so delicate and (laughs) beautiful the way she says it. Yeah. So we, it's just been a really nice mix. It's like written on top of a... Pink cupcake with sparkles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like and glittery so Stevie's fuck. founder of Wise Wellness yeah. Guild. Kyla is head of communications um, for the Hamilton County Sheriff. Yeah, all have all uniquely varied strengths. Like when I thought of these women, right? Like, yeah, duh, because they're all badasses, right? Mm-hmm. And like I n- knew each of them from a lane in my life, and it was really incredible to throw this out there and just be like, hey, can we? You guys want to try this thing with mm-hmm. me, right? Like, yeah. So, what was the birthing story? Like, how how did it come to be? I think I I think I probably just texted, right? I don't even know. I'm a really bad remember. Oh, but you said when you like like originally had this idea back in it was 2019. You, you pulled us into the incubator kitchen office. 
Yes. And we all met for the first time. And I'd I'd had like a serious like girl crush on Kyla for a long time. So I was super excited to meet Kyla. I love you and and your memories. Yeah. Well, and Stevie, um, that was the first time I had crossed paths with Stevie, which was interesting because I think there was about a year we we both worked at PNG before she left. Um, And we had mutual friends there. Um, But I didn't know much about Stevie, which is hilarious because within like months, she was like the business courier courier poster child. Yes. And I used to tease her and be like, she has this gorgeous pictures, picture of her buckling the strap of her shoe and it was on everything. And I was like, listen, you need to get another <laughs> picture <laughs> because it's been printed a thousand times and everybody knows your shoes on your foot now. Yeah, we and she it. was so like, cute. shut up. But she was just like, she just blew up with her, with the wise wellness yeah. skill, yeah. which was phenomenal to witness yep. and such a pivot from the direction she was going when she, we met, she was going to open a clubhouse yes, and, and make that. it a lot more locally focused. And the beautiful thing that happened was with the pandemic was the pivot into digital, and yeah. that's really been the expansion of her her yeah. business, which and has been incredible. Ships have grown yeah. so much, and yeah. so super proud yeah. of her. Proud of Kyla. Kyla took on the role with the sheriff God in the middle of our her. journey, and this Kyla is such an amazing advocate and activist. She's always informed, studying the laws, going to all the the city meetings, yep. just really out putting herself out there to make change. And this role came up, and it was just remarkably perfect for the change that she's trying to make during this time. And so to witness those journeys, and then of course, Rachel, with the evolution of her businesses, all the different things happening, we went through the loss of her mother all Mm -hmm. during that time. And just the recovery of like, saying, okay, you know, when you're ready to rise, we're here. Mm -hmm. And in the meantime, we're here catching you. And I think that, um, it's just, we weren't the people we are today. And I'm so grateful, whether this event happened or not, there will always be a text chain in my phone that's the power to pursue text chain. The OGs, you know, and just really, uh, it was a lifeline. It is a lifeline. Yeah. Yeah. And hopefully you will provide that to other people too. I get to experience Yeah, I think that's the thing, right? Is that everyone is, is willing Mm-hmm. And that's important because we think we're willing. It's easy to be like, yeah, I'm willing. And then there's another thing about actually doing it, oh, right? Yeah. And it's been real beautiful. One, being a solo entrepreneur and then working really closely with three strong women. Um, it's been a great expander. And in really in more unique ways than I think I would have thought, um, I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned how to be a better leader. I've, mm. I've learned how to ask for help. I've learned how to lean in. And I've learned, maybe this is the biggest, is that I'm a leader, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Everyone oh, tells me I am. It's another thing to believe that. Oh, yeah. Like, no, right? I and so really embracing that and, and, and wanting to hold that space. And it's been an honor truly to have people this is intimate for me. This is everything I believe in, right? I like, I'm putting it all out there. I'm going for it. This is right. This is, I'm shooting for the moon and truly to be held at times by these women. Like, I think that's what we're all bringing and saying, no, we figured out that you can do it this way too. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Like 
I had to let myself fall in order to be caught from them, but they were there. And I think what we were saying is like, we're here for Mm -hmm. you guys, right? Like we're ready to catch you. Yeah. Right. Like, I I don't know. There's just, oh, we've gone to so many conferences over the years and, and it's always been this like lift of betterment, Mm -hmm. right? If only you did this, you would Mm -hmm. finally be good enough to get that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's like, it's also much about what you're missing yeah, yeah, and not focusing on what you already have. Right. Right. But you already have everything that you need. Yeah. And so what if we amplified that that day? What if you walked out that day going, well, to me, right. It's like, what if everybody walked out that day and said, holy moly, I'm enough. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's where I think it plays in, you know, when I was doing the, um, ticket giveaway, I like talked about it on the podcast before, you know, really diving into with, before really diving into any of it with you. And I made a comment of like, because I kind of like got this sense, right. That this is not just for people that have their own business or like want to start their own business. Like absolutely. Those people will greatly benefit. But I made a comment of like, for people that just want to like be an entrepreneur of their life. Yeah. Yeah. There it is. Because again, if you're walking away feeling like you are enough Inspired and you're worthy. to take up knitting? You cool. can do yeah. anything. <laughs> right. It doesn't matter what it is mm-hmm. or like what area that... It's not about the title. No. It's the janitor. It's the CEO. It's the entrepreneur. It's the logistics. It's the caterer. It's anything. It's you're going to show it. up better in whatever it is that you right. do. Yeah. 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 Come congregate. Come just be with people and collectively exhale. Yeah. You know? And we see that. We see that in our sponsors. To have sponsors go, oh, I've been waiting. Mm-hmm. I'm in. That's pretty cool. Right? Especially like, if you can get like the big companies that you have on board that are like honoring something that talks about women being enough. Yeah. Like that's huge. So I, Procter & Gamble. I <laughs> give um, Rachel full credit. The I would say 90% of our sponsors came directly from relationships that Rachel's developed over the years from working her ass off mm-hmm. in this community. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that anybody will call that out during the event. So I want to make damn sure that it's recorded here yeah. um, and just say that you built that and it didn't just happen over the right. course of like six months. It right. happened over the course of a decade yeah. of your ass in pictures in the business career with a baby strapped to your back, standing out in the city flea, selling graham crackers, dealing with, you know, like logistical bullshit of, you know, making thousands of graham crackers, <laughs> building a kitchen, an incubator kitchen, housing all these businesses, birthing them into our community. Everything you've done has built to the point where there's no way anybody was going to say no to supporting mm-hmm. whatever it was that you yep. built. And that includes the the three of us. And even with our contacts, you built, you built the, the yeses that we received. Thank you. Yeah. I think that's so important too, because yeah. so many people will see now all of the press and the attention and which is great for this yeah. event. And they're going to miss that. This was not just since 2019 when I had the idea, right? This, yeah. was, this is years and years of hard work. Exactly. Yeah, I've been leading women's circles for two decades. Like yeah. it's, it is at the core of who I am, that ability to gather women and just, right? So like there's also this overwhelming honor that I have 
in that same scope. Yeah. Right? Like, oh my God. Yeah. It's so beautiful. My goal was to make Rachel cry well, at least once got it. before. You got it. She's like it sitting over not. there, like cool as a cucumber, like, eh, got it. over here going, oh, there's tears. Make a joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. I'm the crier in the group. I can drop a tear. Like, you wouldn't believe. No, but it's that. Like, I really, I am honored. Like, I, I don't take this work lightly. And um, yeah. When you were hosting those women's circles, a couple decades ago, did you ever think that this was going to come? Sure. Yes and no, right? I mean, I think that when I even talk about Grateful Grams, that 12 years ago, I really, at the end of the day, if I strip away all the stuff, all I did was I made a brown square really well, <laughs> right? And so even in those women's circles, I could open my house and let you show up really well, mm-hmm. right? And so... Yes, I think deep down, Rachel has really big lofty dreams. I mean, we've, w- I'm building right now like the three to five year expansion. Right. We have what other cities want, that once power yeah. to pursue already, right? Yeah. Like that was talking about like overwhelming when you have people in other cities go, cool, when are you coming here? And you're like, oh shit. <laughs> after May 20th, 2022 yeah cool cool right and like and and saying like and that's possible why isn't it possible so like yes i i am a big dreamer big pusher even again with grateful grams like i i want to be a national brand i want to be in all the grocery stores cool Mm -hmm. right and this has just worked so beautifully in a different way Mm -hmm. right where there's a lot of surrender and allowing, and it's really hard balance, I would say, to lead this and all of the logistics of what it takes to make this day happen and sitting the fuck down and allowing what needs to happen, mm. happen that day. <laughs> that means my team in their lanes and letting them be in their lanes yep. and just being like, you need anything yep. versus my old pattern which would have been like I'm not doing enough I'm going to text Wendy again today see if she needs anything and oh my god I'm probably they're probably talking about me and mm. they probably think oh here we go we're working so hard Rachel's not doing right like mm. all of those old stories I've got chatter. them like hello yeah. I'm human um, and then what's really happened right phenomenal friendships have come together women in our community are being seen voices are being elevated diversity on the stage where Y'all, we're we got representation. We, it's we're beautiful. seeing what everyone across Brilliant. the region's putting out. It's just beautiful. we've gone above and beyond. Yeah, yeah good. You That's know, great to hear. And and not in a way of like, check us out. In mm-hmm. a way that says, if we're going to do it, we need to make sure that all the voices are here mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. And every woman is bringing her whole heart to that stage. Yeah, this is a good segue. What like logistically does the day look like for people? Do you want me to talk through that little rundown of run a show? Yeah, you go for it. You've written it about 35 times. I've written it about 35 times. Doors open at 8 a.m. So Uh at 8 a.m., come in. Be welcome. I will be there at 8 a.m. We're going to have snacks and some coffee out. Um, Unitaza coffee. Unitaza coffee. It's going to be wonderful. Great. And then um, you'll kind of go on through. There'll be our photographers. We'll have three photographers there doing headshots. And so you'll have a color-coded band to tell you which photographer to see for your headshot. Uh So you can do that that morning. Um, And there'll also be breaks during the day where you can go see your photographer. Um, 
nine o'clock we kick off mm, inside mm-hmm. the beautiful, beautiful, magical Memorial Hall um, where we currently are over 50% of the way sold out. Mm-hmm. So I just, if you haven't All bought your right. tickets, you need get to get them. Tickets, tickets close May 13th. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Meriden leading um because i think it's really important if we're going to be able to receive we need to get present and oh, so yeah, she's going to get us all in our bodies ground and us. Yep. ground us get us ready she's for the so day good at that and then we've got a panel i think you're up next whitney yeah taking the leap whitney's got taking the leap and your panelists are oh man i'm gonna i haven't practiced saying names yet no that's so true that's good. i i, I want to be respectful of my panelists and make I, sure that i pronounce everybody's oh, names I correctly totally feel you there so i'm, I'm gonna withhold on that and say follow our Instagram page. Yep. There's a great reel on who our panelists are for yeah, that. Okay. And then um, let us let me have that preparation for the next podcast we Perfect. do. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> Done. Check. Okay. Um, and you can see all of our speakers at powertopursue.org. Mm-hmm. So that's no, that's easy. Um, after Whitney, we'll take a little break. And then Kyla Woods and Candace Preckeen. Candace Preckeen is one of our um, keynotes, per se. If you are not aware of her work, she is leading venture capital um, for women and minority groups like no one else. What she's doing wow. is just absolutely incredible. And she is one of the most humble, kind women I've ever met. I don't... I shouldn't say I don't look up to a lot of women, mainly because I believe like I, if I keep us on a playing field, like I really like yeah. she's someone where I'm just like, wow, you embody what I hope I can be in a leader, mm, right? Mm-hmm. Like that she just does something there. Anyway, um, <laughs> then we're going to lunch. Box lunches are included. We've got incredible women caterers um, that are doing all of the food. So a shout out to Sowing Seeds and Fatted Calf and Mimi's Macros and Dinners to Doorbells who are going to be feeding us all that day. Wow. Um, you come back from lunch and we have another panel. That's Kyla's going to be leading that panel. Your seat at the table is the topic of that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, again, that diverse conversation mm-hmm. about what it looks to show up through that landscape. Again, both panels are diverse with entrepreneurs and corporate, yep. right? Mm-hmm. So that cool. it's a cool kind of conversation. Um, we have another break and then we're coming back. So we brought one woman in from out of town, Emily McDowell. She started a greeting card company um it wasn't originally M and Friends. No, it, it was, was it was Emily McDowell that's was the name I, of the brand. Okay, I'm pretty sure I have seen she's her on Instagram. Brilliant, yes, like she's really popular. Oh, very, yeah, yeah. very. I'm like, yeah, so excited that she's on our stage. Mm. And she's worked with phenomenal um, authors. So she's done a line of cards with Elizabeth Gilbert, and um, she was the creator of the empathy card because she survived cancer mm. and um, found that all the cards that she was getting did not have the right words. Sure. And so she incorporated her interpretation of what the right words would be into these empathy cards and they started getting really popular. And then the imagery started getting shared on social media just as like little Instagram memes yes, and so forth. Yes, yes. And um, then she got so popular that she made national news, was Mm. on Good Morning America. Her brand expanded. Um, But the cool thing about Emily and her story, and I want to kind of prep people for this, is Emily actually just sold the Mm -hmm. majority share of her business, and it was just announced. But even before that, she had relinquished um, controlling rights to her business to another group um, because she had hit burnout. Mm. And she just started a podcast with um, Holly um, Whitaker, who is famous for the hipster sobriety movement. Mm. Um, but she started a podcast called Quitted, 
with Holly Whitaker. And it's all about that hitting that wall after building the thing or doing the thing for so long Mm -hmm. and then realizing I haven't stopped. Mm -hmm. I don't even know who I am anymore. And then sitting in that liminal space Mm. and letting it, letting yourself absorb and becoming comfortable in the discomfort. We're really going to get into that when we have our fireside. And Whitney will be leading that conversation. So you can, I'm like, I'm like, Oh, it's going to be It's so going to be really good. And it's oh, talking wow. about things you're not going to hear about at other conferences yeah. where they're just going to be, again, prescriptive about how to be successful. No, right. we're going to talk about what it means to pause. Yeah. We're going to talk about... And what it means to fall and get back you, up. Exactly. And what it means, what success can look like when you hit it and it's not what you expected. Mm, yeah. And I think all of these things are so important and yeah. nobody's talking about them, yeah. at least not on the stage. Yeah. Right. But we're not all like talking about them. day. Exactly. And a and then, lot of different perspectives. Right. Yes. And so then we um, close out after that. We have actually the four founders are going to come on stage and do a Oh, short, Lucretia. Don't oh, forget Lucretia. Oh, my gosh. It, duh. Rewind even before Emily McDowell. Lucretia's coming on, and she's going to be our... Um, afternoon hype lady. She's gonna wake our asses up. Right, we're doing. We're have a little after lunch. After yeah. lunch, Lucretia's gonna bring us back, get Amazing. us back in our bodies, yeah. get us present, get us pumped, excited. So, so Meriden got us there and present. Yeah. Lucretia's mm-hmm. gonna spring us back with like full energy. Very smart. Very oh, smart. Yeah. To Thank do you. That. Thank you. It's gonna be hard to it's, follow her up, though. Right. I will say, yeah, yeah. like <laughs> I've seen this woman speak, and there's a reason we wanted her. Yep, yeah, it's so good. And then we're gonna close out. There will just be a um, a mixer happy hour. Our mingler, yeah. right? And then we've got a merch booth set up, awesome swag bags. We're getting our swag in. I have pallets of LA, and we just got two pallets of Mad Tree New Sway for the wow. swag bags. We've got um, face mask and loofahs, mm-hmm. and just all kinds of cool products that are coming through. Yeah. And Kroger's providing um, all the snacks. Kroger, so we got some good quality shout out snacks. To PNG and Kroger yeah. 8451 Mad yeah, Tree. Yeah. Um, these are groups that really. Michelle's um, Design Company. Yeah, MDC designed a studio where they just were like, oh... We don't know. Yeah, yes. we'll, we're going to figure it out. Her right? MD, too. Her, her, I mean, all of our sponsors, yeah. truly. I mean, Claire and Rachel yeah. and... Um, MK. Gosh. I mean, we've just been supported. I, it, I wish I would have brought a list. Because, yeah. Go I to mean, powertopursue.org yeah. and really see those. And, of course, Wise know, Wellness Guild. Yep, yeah. yep, yep. Right? I mean, just all unreal like not but not right like totally real because yes of course like everybody wants it right yeah um, and already expanding for year two and two, like just, it's really incredible. And so, you know, if you've been following, we've been doing something every month to engage the community. Mm-hmm. And so that's also something that we will continue doing. Oh, cool. Um, so June, we're going to take the month off. Hey, yeah. catch Listen, our breath. You just heard the words come out of her mouth. What did, what did I tell you the other day? I didn't say I'm taking the month off. I said, we're taking the month mm-hmm. off from a power right. to pursue micro event. I told her, Whitney's allow me li- to be to a boundary. pistol about this. No, like, she'll keep me in check. Well, we can meet on this. and uh, No, we cannot meet on it in June. Uh-uh. We can't. The only thing we're doing in June is on the last day. Yeah, we have an event on the last yeah, day. And I like acquiesce because it's the last day. So yeah. we yeah. made it through the month. Uh, yeah. So you just mm-hmm. soak it in. Exactly what you're that's saying. That's it. So soak July through... 
Stillness. November, we're going to have events. So you want to make sure that you're following Power to Pursue. Yep. We'll do a couple of those happy hours that have been, everyone's loved them. I had such a great time. The happy so hours, fun, we're calling so them fun. Power Hours. And literally my intention behind the Power Hour is that you can come and then on the 20th, you look up and you go, oh, I saw that person, yes. right? That familiar face. And it's just a really low lift way for us to bring you community together. You can kind of stay together. connected yeah. after right. the event. You're going to meet friends mm-hmm. and you might get busy with your schedules. Life gets in the way. Well, then you have another chance to There it is. And then we're doing yeah. some micro events that are a little more... Um, behind it we've done a creativity workshop and we had a self-care and social media and Um, then a vision boarding we did vision boarding we're going to do a women in food event um at new riff and i think it's november so like and i think that's kroger supported that is kroger supported as well so and then we've got another um healthcare that we're working with like a therapist and um, a makeup artist, mm. right? To just do this, like really, there's so many facets of self-care mm-hmm, and yeah. we're not, we talk about one or maybe two. Um, and so we're trying to like work through that. So stay, stay engaged with us. Like we're mm-hmm. not going anywhere, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right? It's not just a one it and isn't. done event. And right. so this is a community that we're going to continue building um, and we're going to want you to come and build it with us. So yeah. that's, you know, pay attention if we're looking for speakers or mm-hmm. submissions for workshops for next year, like we're going to be activating yeah. our social, right? Yeah. So I just, I think that's important to say like May 20th is what we're all gearing up for and it will continue to build yeah. after that. Yeah. Oh, and cool. and while, while you're talking about that, just a quick plug that uh, if you feel like you're you're not able to afford a ticket, there's also opportunities to volunteer. We'd yep. love to have you come in and help for a couple of hours I and you'd have, have access to open. the event um, and yeah, you'll receive great. full support from us. So that's available as well. Yeah, yeah, that's great. I'm just getting so excited thinking about it because I can just already feel like, right, you said, like you get in there at eight, you're going to get your coffee, you're yep. going to start see, mixing with people, yeah, you're going to start chit The selfie walls are going to get that's activated. Right. It's going to be like so exciting. Mm-hmm. I just like love the energy of like that type of environment. Yeah. And then we're just going to get so much goodness. And we're going like, for sold so out, which goodness. is 550. Yeah. Can you imagine we can do if this. I, I mean, Memorial Hall might lose its roof that day. <laughs> like, I'm not sure Memorial Hall's ever had this much energy no. in it. It's going to be. And they've had some pretty great. magical shows, yeah. right? Like, we're going to. No, this is going to be really special. Pack yeah. the theater. Yeah. You know? Let's do it. No, that's great. So powertopursue.org, that's where they can get yeah, mm-hmm. all the information. All the info. Mm-hmm. Yep. Amazing. Yep. Okay, well, I'm really excited to come to this question. Rachel, you've answered it before. I'll let you answer it again, but I want to start with Whitney. Yeah. What does being fit mean to you? I've been thinking about this. I hope that you so, have. It's a very important question. Twofold. <laughs> One is um, in terms of physical fitness, I love exercising and lately... Um, I, I was running quite a bit, but I've been slowing down and more focused on things like Pilates and yoga. Mm. Um, and so regular exercise is super important to me. I've been going to a small Pilates studio called Fit Philosophy in Fort Thomas, oh, Jennifer Lynn's yep, place. Yep, yep. Um, and so that's been a great staple for me, even during the pandemic, doing my workouts virtual. Um, and little woman-owned business, just a plug for my yeah. dear friend. And then... Um, the, but really, really what fit means to me is alignment. Mm. So alignment in your body, in your head, and your heart, that alignment, because when you're fit, when you're aligned, you're prepared to receive. And it's going to ebb and flow, right? right. Um, 
So sometimes we're not fit because no. that's life, right? Right. And, and, I am not fit right now. And, and, and it's okay yeah. because yeah. you have the awareness that you're not, right? Yeah. And that's super important. Um, and it doesn't, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It's nothing no. to feel bad about. It's just a knowing and a knowing that right now is not the time that you're fit. And so you'll sit there until it's time to be fit. And when you do become fit, that's when you feel that alignment. You feel that, okay, I'm ready to receive the next thing. Um, And then it will come, right? Um, And so that's that's really what being fit means to me. Yeah. Yeah. That's wonderful. Thanks. Yeah. That's really, that's really great. And yeah, I've, 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 I, I, I'm absolutely, I know not in alignment all, all the way through. And, and if people may like look at me and be like, oh, of course, yes, this person's fit. She's well, working you're a three. <laughs> right. So of course I'm going to keep the image of fit going yeah. for sure. But I also want to make it known to my listeners who, who have listened who when they listen, I think that they're like catching on to it. But yeah, I sit across the room from people asking them what being fit means to them. And in this moment, I am not. That's okay. And that's what okay. does fit mean to you in this moment? Like what would I like what would I consider like to be fit? Like what would that like look like for me? Is that what you're asking? This is your question. I know. <laughs> oh, has anyone ever asked you? Oh yeah. I, oh, okay. I, I okay, okay, okay. Um But like I, in this season, because I think that's important, season, right? Like in this yeah. season, what does fit mean to you? Um for you to quickly classify you as unfit. Right. I think because I think because it just feels and maybe it doesn't mean that I'm not fit, but it feels like so much of a work in progress. I think you posted something about like growing pains. Mm-hmm. And like I feel like I'm very much in a growing pain yeah. situation. And so it's hard for me to kind of like take a step back and look like bigger picture and like this is like on your way to something. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like kind of in like Nothing feels good. Yeah. Know? That's that liminal space. Nothing feels good right now. Yeah. I mean, not, not all the time, but a lot of the time. Yeah. yeah. It kind of hurts, doesn't it? It hurts. Sucks. It's really uncomfortable. It's really uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 And, and the only thing I can tell you is, is that it's preparation. Yeah. And, and if you can continue to focus on that, it's preparation. It's hard right now for whatever reason. It can yeah. be, or none at all, right? right. Yeah. Um, but... It's My preparation. Mantra with that is there's a miracle on the other side. Exactly, of the yeah. and it and it will come, and you'll know when it's time to shift out of it. Yeah. But and I it's think okay. I, I think the big piece for me right now is like I know I'm engaging in behaviors that are not taking care of myself. Sure. Yeah. Oh, one hundred percent. And then I go, and it's called grace, right? right. Like and, yes. right. and yes. and right, like one hundred percent. I. But I, I feel like for me, I, like I can, I can only get so far with that where then I'm like you know yeah you are not serving yourself you know that you're not and you get a like I don't know again maybe this just the way that I talk to myself right okay you get like a couple free passes but after a while like you cannot let it slide this much you know what I find in a similar experience in the past few months is that at some point somehow your body will let you know. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And then it's like, oh, yeah, this game is over. No, exactly you know? what we were talking about before we started recording, where I'm like, I need a break from, I need to right. pause on drinking. Right. Yeah. And not even so much of like how it makes me feel physically like a headache or, you know, stomachache, nothing like that. But my anxiety is just right. out of control. And just a low mood. I'm yeah. just low. The vibe. Yeah. Which obviously it's a de- it's a depressant, right? That that makes sense. Yeah. And I think maybe I haven't really 
felt it as much before in the past because I've just not been already in like a low space, mm-hmm. but now being in a low space and then drinking. Yeah, sure. During the time I'm drinking and I'm it's out, great. it's fun. And then following, I'm just like, this is not, and, and I, and I think maybe this is a good conversation to kind of get me there. I've been like having this internal dialogue, but I think I've known for a while, like you need to cut back on drinking and yeah. I haven't. Mm-hmm. It's hard. And now it's I'm hard, like, I need to do this. Especially when we don't know. We, one, we're not taught how to socialize without it. Um, two, it's awkward being the one person, especially if that's the focal of the conversation. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh, you're, you you're must be it, pregnant. Right? You know? Like, sure. Right. Like, because I have, I have seasons where I go and I always feel better when I give it up. Like, yeah. I truly. And it's been a great coping mechanism. Right. That's, <laughs> that's what is, happens, right? right? Like, and then and then it becomes the coping mechanism. Right. And then yeah. it's like, oh, shit. That's where I'm right? like, this is neat. Right. need to like yeah. rein it in. I haven't had a drink since October. Oh, and, wow. um And this is not the first time I've done a pause like this. Yeah. And the first question that people ask me after I clarify that I'm not pregnant is, um, well, is this forever? Like it's, and it's their discomfort with the fact that I'm not drinking. And my response is like, I'm not, I don't like labels. So I'm not like, oh, I'm sober. Yeah. I don't know if I, I don't know that that's the case. But for me, it's like, I don't have an end date. I just know that every day that I don't, I feel better and I have a lot of stressors right now. And so it just doesn't make sense for me to engage in activities that make those things escalated. And that's the formula. And then also like, can we just not ask people why they're not drinking when we go out? Can we just normalize if you just want a Coke or a water? Like, I feel like, especially for women, um, you know, having to answer for that, it's our culture marketing to women saying that it's fashionable and fancy, yeah. but there's a movement saying that it doesn't have to be. I yeah. still have a really good time when I go out and hang oh, out yeah. with everybody. We've never not had fun with Wit, even when she right. doesn't drink with no, us. No, of course. Yeah. And we don't call her names anymore either. Yeah. Well, so. they can. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sometimes I might deserve it. No. So. Anyway. Oh, no, no, no. no. Oh, like- one more thing, though, is you know you're in the space and you're going to therapy and I just want to applaud that yeah. and the fact that you're open about it because people need to hear that. Normalize you're you're the doing the things that you need to do to right. get through this time. Right. And you're giving other people permission to as well. I hope so, so even when you're sitting in the liminal space thinking that maybe nothing's going on right now, you're still making a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. But I, th- I think the, the lack of feeling fit is that... Um, internal dissonance, you know, that it's like, I know, I know if I don't drink, I'm going to feel better. Yeah. And yet here I am like hurting myself essentially. Yeah. So that doesn't feel good. Yeah. It's incredible when we, um, decide to have control over how we let ourselves suffer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Love it. That's, that's that's some of the most empowering work Mm -hmm. I think is, is saying, I don't, I love myself enough. I don't have to suffer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. What about you, Rachel? What does being fit mean to you in this season of your life? Mm, I loved your answers, and um, I think it is. It's for me being fit is this allowing and accepting, right? Like I feel like I'm in a new space, and so for me t- and fit, <laughs> such a funny word for me. Um, is no it is funny like really I'm learning I'm gaining some new tools and that Mm. feels really empowering and so I'm investing in myself in a way that I haven't done in a really long time 
And so I'm, I think that's a, that, that's where I'm at in this yeah. season with fit. Yeah. And I'm really proud and excited. Thank you both so much. This has been so helpful for I me. I love you so much. I love you too. Thanks and I cannot wait for May 20th. Thank you for your support. Everything oh. you've done to support Oof. us has been amazing. Really, of course. And it's really been a pleasure to get to know you. Yes. I'm excited for more yeah. time too. Um, okay, again, powertopursue.org. Yeah. Tickets on sale. Tickets are on sale. Mm-hmm. And the ticket sales close on May 13th. So mm. you really only have um, less weeks. than two weeks yeah. left yeah. to get your seats. Um, because you know what? There's humans and we need them to make you good food and not rushed food. Yep. And yeah. So we want to get them their yep. orders on time. Yep. And um, if you come to the event, come up and say hi. Yeah. yeah. We're very approachable. Very. Rachel will definitely hug you. Yeah. Yep. And, uh, Whether you want it or not, no, yeah. I, I I've learned boundaries. This I've learned. I'll give you a high that. five. Do you yeah. ask? Is that like a what do you do? I've been trying to be more mindful. Can I hug? Can I give you a hug? Yeah, like because you know simple. COVID's kind of late, added a layer of and right. I right so I, and I I didn't give up um sorry and like I couldn't for my soul couldn't um but I did that with boundaries I'd yeah, be like hey of course. I, I'm I'll hug you if you want to hug right. me yeah and <laughs> consensual <laughs> hugs happening yeah after and so it's the same but yeah I like a hug yeah so make sure yeah, you say too. hi yeah you know I do yeah. I do like a hug and I actually didn't even really know that people didn't like hugs like I thought everyone liked no. hugs no there's people out there until that really don't like maybe like five years ago yeah yeah I was like it just depends on pe- my mood. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I can be that's very totally huggy. Fair. And yeah. then I can be like very, oh, I just need to be alone. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's, that. I totally get that. Um, okay, ladies. Well, thank you so much. I thank appreciate you. it. Um, listeners, grab those tickets. Um, post to your social. If you got your ticket, it would be great for you to post about it. And yeah. so we can yeah. see who's going to come enjoy this space with us. That's right. Tag Power to Pursue. We'll yes. put it in our stories. Power to Pursue. That's right. All right, ladies. Thanks so much. Thank you.